guys, welcome back to the Sandstone Cycles podcast. Today we're going to talk about New Year's resolutions and what we'd like to be going into 2018 and finishing the year off for 2017. If Chris, do you want to kick it off with what you want to be doing in 2018 and how was your 2017? Yeah, I think for all of us, 2017 was sick. I'm excited to go into 2018. Just from what I learned and some of the experiences I've had, whether it was like surgeries or back injuries or stuff like that, it's like uh, I kind of feel like I'm going to put it all behind me and kind of start fresh. You know what I mean? Learned a lot, and you just learn from your like mess ups, man. That's the important thing. So that's what makes me most excited about going into 2018. Is like I feel like I'm just starting to iron out some of the wrinkles, man, that were. I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna. You're gonna. We're gonna have some setbacks in 2018 too. But I just I feel like I'm uh, looming into 2018 a little more prepared. Which I think in 2019 we'll be saying the same thing. I think a lot of the stuff that we are wanting to do different, we learned from doing it the hard way. Yep. As far as crashing, tire flats, tire setup. Exactly, man. Brakes. I mean, as far as how your bike runs, all that stuff. It's really key, and um, I think. Learning the hard way is actually better. I think so. Because, yeah, I mean, like you guys remember in Angel Fire, man, I was just blowing up tires like crazy, and it was just really frustrating. And uh, But now that we found the right tires around, I just, it's one hour, hard. One hour to the race, and you're over yeah. here setting up a whole setup. So it's really hard to, like, trust a tire, like, just any tire, because, like, other people run them, you know? Because that's what I was doing. A lot of people were, oh, man, this is good, and, like, exo protection's enough, and this and that, and it's not. It's, like, the terrain we're riding on, I'm not saying we're, like, going super fast, but it's the terrain that we're riding on that is really, uh, not only are we riding on really rough stuff, but we're actually trying to go as fast as we can down it, and tires are just, you have to have a good sidewall, but then, yeah, like, little lessons like that, dude. I'm glad to go into 2018 where my tire setup, like you said, is a little bit better, and just knowing that ahead of time. Yeah. It would have saved a lot of headache. It definitely, and money, actually. Yeah. But, um, goals, any New Year's resolutions? Oh, I probably got a lot, probably have a lot that I should be doing. But one one of my personal goals is I want to really try to cut out um, as much carbohydrates as I can in my diet. But specifically, like like refined carbohydrates like like bread and um just stuff like that dude like things that aren't like naturally like natural carbs you know and what's the reason for that is there a reason behind that i think i've just been i've been listening a lot to like joe rogan's podcast and he has a lot of good information on it and he always has a lady on there called dr Rhonda patrick is her name and man she has really good information and then uh and he had a following podcast of a couple of gentlemen, and I, man, I wish I remember the names of them, what they were, uh, what they were trying to do, because they had a really good cause, and 
it was just talking about how really your diet can really help with uh, like uh, like PTSD kind of or like uh, I forget what they call it, like brain injury, but it's it's what's like it happens like in, anytime you hit your head or it could happen doing anything. You don't have to be an athlete. You don't have to be like an NFL or racing motocross or hitting your head all the time, boxing, MMA. It could literally be from just uh, a quick, like, I think one of the examples the guy said, it could be, like, for riding a roller coaster can have, like, effects on your brain and stuff. But anyway, Mm -hmm. a healthy diet and, like, um, decreasing inflammation in the body can really help with your brain and and, and the way your brain acts. That's crazy. Yeah. um, I've actually noticed more and more in in the last two or three years, and I've cleaned up my diet a little bit here and there, just eating is so key, and you have to have you have to have fuel in your body for your brain to work. And me personally, for me to get through my day without being a a grumpy asshole at work or um, actually even just being able to ride your bike, you have to have food. Exactly. Yeah. So that's the main thing. I mean, uh, a big thing is just to to think better, um, be more productive. That's probably the biggest reason I want to clean up my diet. But, and then there's also us being athletes, uh, we can't really cut out carbs all the way. I don't think I can. I'm not like maybe if I was an endurance athlete, I'd give it a shot. But how we act real explosive, and we do a lot of sprinting, and we rely a lot on power. Um, I think that uh, it's just in the sport of enduro. I think it's just not a good idea. Not for me right now. And uh, so yeah, I, I want to cut out carbs like on a daily basis. So that's kind of one of my, yeah. Maybe just maybe use it more as a tool, right? Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. If you do use it, you know, use it before you go out on a big ride or you're going into a race the next day, you maybe eat yeah. it. Dude, perfect. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I want. Literally look at it as fuel. Like, need, like use it when I absolutely need it, not when I don't need it, just because my stomach's telling me I'm craving spaghetti or whatever. Like, that's smart. Yeah, and another goal is I want to read more. That's another personal goal. Just read books. Try to read. Me and my wife are going to do this together, and we're going to try to read one book a month. I don't know if I'll be able to do it. I'm going to try it. I think it's going to be really nice because. Uh, oops, sorry. It's going to be really nice because it's going to uh, really um, like. It's going to free up a lot of my time like I spend on social media and stuff because I'm going to be having to kind of read. And I think that's just going to be overall healthier for me because I do spend a lot of time on YouTube and social media. And, uh, you know, sometimes I find myself like going like, all right, dude, you've been on here for an hour. It's time to get off. And so I think if I just do that, pick up a book, get some uh, good information. I'm not saying I want to read like Harry Potter and stuff like this. Nothing wrong with Harry Potter fiction stuff i just want to read real good content whether that be about um how to treat others how to learn more about yourself how to understand like personalities and different temperaments and maybe listening how to be a better listener i want to i want to read really good like self um like self-help like tell me to become a better person like help me to invest in myself better do better in my workplace stuff like that that kind of content is what i want to get in and so, kind of excited to do that. You can't ever get enough of that stuff. Exactly, dude. Yeah. So. Um, what are your, um, as far as riding and racing goals? Do you have any of those? Yeah. So I really only have one goal for racing, and um, for I, I'm still not. I'm kind of up in the air. I don't know. 
Uh, are we racing Scott Enduro Cup or BME? I'm still kind of, I'm not sure. I think we're going to race the entire Scott Enduro Cup and... Maybe a BME or two. If there's a chance that we can all get out to the Santa Fe one, that's one that I would want to go to. Okay, perfect. For sure. So if we're racing the whole Scott Enduro Cup series, my only goal is to get a top 20 every round. Um, so just do what I got to do. I think just staying consistent and not having mechanicals will get me in the top 20, I think. But uh, I just want to do that because if we're doing the full series, um, top 20 gets you points every round. So that's really my only racing goal, man. Um, try, try to stay healthy. Pretty big goal, man. You got a lot of, yeah. you know what I mean? It takes a lot of, a lot of, uh, yeah. I don't know. Well, it kind of depends on the round. Like a top 20 can't be too bad. I like. It was easy to get into top 20 last year in Sun Valley, Idaho because not a lot of riders were there. So I think there was only like, 25 or 24 riders in moab there was 44 pros yeah I see like so that. you take a round like moab and it's just like you those are the rounds you kind of got to buckle down a little bit and so yeah i'm just gonna have to really it's just gonna i'm, I'm just gonna have to do my best i can and but at the same time i don't want to be riding that edge where i'm like kind of out of control you know i want to definitely just be composed and if i don't get in top 20 dude keep a good attitude I'm blessed to be racing and we're blessed to be doing this, so not that not that big a deal. There's always next year. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's gonna be many more too. Yeah. That's my only racing goal, man. Yeah. I'm excited. For about, most part. Uh, Tyler, what do you uh what do you got going on in twenty eighteen? What are one what are a few things you wanna accomplish and maybe uh at least strive for? Yeah, 2017, I, I learned a lot, and it's helped me realize what I need to do different in 2018. The biggest thing, I think, um, is consistency for 2018, making it to all the rounds, whether we do Scott Enduro Cup or the BME Series, most likely the Scott Enduro Cup. Um, I want to be, that's that's like, I guess a goal more rather than a resolution, but I want to be able to be in the right health to at least go to all the rounds. And whether it's uh, being a little more conservative, but still racing competitively, just like Chris is saying, I'd be very thankful to make it to all the rounds. That's one of my goals. I think, Tyler, for you in, in racing, it's big because you have a big, uh, a dry, like you want to win. You know what I mean? Yeah. And... And it's <laughs> you gotta find like a middle ground. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. You come in, um, let's say in 2017, you came into the first series, no exercise all winter long, yeah. and I was just wanting to win. And obviously, that's just not how it works, you know. No, it doesn't. I wish I wish it was all just a mental game, but there's a <laughs> lot more physical aspects to it as well. Exactly. I, I think I, I think Tyler's really stems from his BMX background because you were no slouch in BMX, man. Yeah, BMX it was. You were you actually in BMX were fighting for for podium spots or definitely to win every time you raced BMX. So yeah, it was good. It, it BMX gave me gave me that that competitive edge. Um, and then now of uh, just kind of enjoying more of the whole culture of enduro and uh just getting to be in it is what i'm having to learn more about this year and also going into 2018 of just like man if it's if it's getting my whole team to the race or 
helping each other out. And as long as we all get down the mountain, like, and we're, we're, we're ma- meeting our goals, like, I'm going to be happy for us and, and myself and my family. And, um, absolutely, man. Yeah. Just, uh, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I, I just going off of that, I really like, that's what's cool about having a team is like, I think our, some of our most memorable, like fun times this year was actually like pre-riding not so much racing like yeah we had a really good time i had a really good time pre-riding with you guys and i and i think that really is what's really cool about the sport of enduro and racing enduro is like you when you pre-ride you actually are going down these stages with your buddies trying to find good lines and then yeah um seeing which one of you guys can put it together the best during the race you know so but but like you said man that fulfillment just comes from us all just just seeing each other do good you know yeah exactly that's that's one of my racing or um, athletic goals, I guess, for 2018. And then uh, personal goals just to be more disciplined and, and also consistent with my personal life, I guess you'd say. Um, you know, so that's, that's about it, man. I've had a real good 2017 and I've learned a lot. And I'm just, I'm so grateful. Like Chris said, we were beyond blessed to yeah. be in this sport and being able to travel across the country to go to these races. It's, it's a true blessing. What do you mean for, like, consistent in your personal life? Do you mean, like, just, like, getting on a schedule or something? Or? Yeah. I mean, one one is training for racing and then also consistent as far as... Uh, just maybe having a good attitude or something? Yeah, attitude or, or like, uh, just just also reminding myself to, to invest time into, like, my family and uh, family members and, and uh, just all, all the other things that come as a... As being an adult, you know, like there's so many great things that of talents that us as young men have to share, and uh, that we and also, I mean, um, I'm, I'm blabbering here, but like as far as like the Aztec trails and open spaces and being consistent with that, and uh, really wanting to bring more to this community as well, as aside from our racing career, but also these things that the community needs. Um, Absolutely. Just seeing those things develop as well, and and fo- seeing it follow through because we have a lot of potential here, but it, there's a lot of people who don't want to take put it, the time in, put the it. time in, take take advantage of it, and and be. I'm guilty of that too, honestly. I mean, I have well, I have my days where I'm like, you know, what? I'd be I'd rather just go ride and not not go put time in on a trail or something. Yeah, you know? exactly. but I'm speaking on on myself and and. Uh, but like I'm glad like even you saying that like it's it is crazy that like like I mean you could change someone's life by someone discovering that trail you know and be like wow this is sick I never knew about this kind of biking or or whatever you know well and I think that we have uh, a big like a worldwide view as I think is what you would say as far as what a trail should be and like how just because we've been in I'm not going to say that we've been everywhere and we know everything about this, but we definitely have a good idea what a trail kind of really wants to, how it should flow, what should be where, and exactly. I think Absolutely. a lot of trails get, um, as far as here in the Four Corners, or I should say just in the it's New Mexico, um, just kind of not really the best setup, I would say. I don't know if yeah. that's there's great, the way to put it. There's great features and things around here. But we're wanting to bring more of a of a all mountain edge to 
this area of, of San Juan County, New Mexico, that no other trail is going to be able to offer here in the in this area. I mean, you can go across the state line and experience it, but I've I've went to Townsend's went to school, and I went to school with people who'd never been outside of um, New Mexico. You know, so <laughs> they might not ever know what a what a high country trail is like, or, or something with ledges and drops, or exactly. And if we yeah. could show that to someone here, and and maybe it might help someone's life out, or you know, I think it would definitely cater to some some riders because that that's like uh, I mean, with our experiences, I know for me, whenever I went up to Park City, Utah this year, and we rode Stage Eight in uh, in Park City, and that that trail was called Fire Swamp. Mm-hmm. That was something that caught me really off guard because I'd never just never rode anything like that, and, it, and it's kind of similar to the trail that we're working on right now. It's it's steep, there's drops, it's loose, and um, because I'd never been around anything like that, I had a really tough time building confidence on that stage this year. So I think having something that around here like that for our community and for like um, guys who maybe just ride like the cross country trails all the time, like the road apple or alien and stuff. Not like those are great trails. Even we still ride them. They're fun. Yeah. Great for exercise. But if they were to go experience a steep, loose drops, I mean, it really would tell you, um, if you're considering jumping into racing that these are kind of the things you're supposed to expect, you know, because I know I went, um, I think all of us experienced something somewhere in some stage this year where we kind of had to think about it. Like, we never seen anything like mm-hmm. that. And so having something like that in this area, I think is going to help a lot of riders just to... Uh, but like you said, you can go up to Durango and find this stuff, but... People don't have the... A lot of people don't mm-hmm. have the money to even travel, you know. Exactly. Well, and I, I rode mountain bikes for five or six years, and I, I you know, I, I never went and rode in Durango until you know, three years ago, I think was the first time I actually went and rode in, in somewhere outside of Aztec, New Mexico. Oh, is that crazy? It's crazy. Yeah. A lot of people are like that. It's true. All right. We kind of went a little bit off topic, but yes. what, what were you... that, that's it for my 2018, just consistency in, in both racing and, and, uh, personal life, um, more, more construction and const- criticized thinking or Perfect. those types of things. And yeah. Stack on another year, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Continue to be grateful and uh, see where this goes. Um, okay, so I guess I'm going to jump into my New Year's resolution and also how I kind of think I should better myself for my racing in 2018. Um, but before I do that, I want to jump into, I kind of think that some people don't really understand exactly what Enduro is, and I kind of just want to just... Good point, yeah. I kind of want to just kind of touch on that. I think that... People think that when we race mountain bikes and stuff that this is just kind of like a total fitness and we go out there and we are just grinding the whole time. We're and in we are tired, yeah. We're we in we are grinding, no doubt. But yeah. I think that a lot of people don't understand that actually I don't like riding uphill very much. Amen, dude. <laughs> and it's uh it's more of the downhill that, that so basically Enduro is you go ahead and get up to the top with your bros and you race your bros down. Like you can't, there's no lift to the top and there's no, um, I guess there is a lift in some stages, but for the most part you have about three or 4,000 feet of elevation gain 
Uh, I don't know if the Scott Girls Cup gets that big. But. It depends on the round, but yeah, it's it's all it's a. You know, I always uh, I always think cross across my hands and pray and and give thanks anytime we get lift assistance on this part. Because <laughs> I'm with you, man. I hate climbing, so yeah. anytime we get a ride the uh, the chairlift up, I'm just like, oh, thank God. I know. <laughs> climb another thousand feet to get to a stage. Even when we ride the chairlift, though, there usually is like a little bit of a pedal to where yeah. the start is. Exactly. So go ahead, go ahead and continue. I'm sorry. I didn't Anyways, know. the enduro is you basically just get to the top with your bros. No times. You're not timed on that at all. And when you get to wherever the start is, and we have, there's these things called stages. Where we, with, yep. with, um, I guess that's what they call it. Yeah, you'll and, do like three or four race stages per day. Yep, exactly. Yep. And um, sometimes they have like seven in just one day, and it's just a one-day race. Yeah. Anyways, you get to the start, and you're timed on from the top of the mountain to the bottom, and there might be some pedaling in there, but for the most part, it's all downhill. And you're going 100% in it's, that little time. It, it's, mm-hmm. That's the thing about enduro is you want to be super explosive on your cornering. Um, you're exiting on your cornering. You're everything. you got to be thinking. I think that a lot of it has to do with your body. Like You don't just use your legs. You use... Your full body, you're pumping out of everything you can. You're jumping over everything you can. Do not blow a corner because you will. Line choice is huge. Stage. Line choice is huge. And exactly. in this mm-hmm. sport, um, seconds or minutes. And exactly. It's big. Um, anyways, I just wanted to sh- um, kind of share you guys, share with you guys on what kind of enduro is because I don't think a lot of people know what it is. Exactly. So to, to continue on what you're saying is, that stage there'll be a finish line to it at the bottom and these stages are probably anywhere from five to ten minutes long the races we're doing i know like in the ews they get to like 20 minutes long we yeah. the shortest stage we did was a i think a minute in angel yeah. fire so they vary but when you do three or four of these a day or seven in a weekend or seven in a day however the format is it's the sum total of all those stages how you come out overall so if you crash on a stage it is a big deal if somebody that day is not crashing on any stages but you can be lucky to, um, if you crash on a stage or have a mechanical, you can be lucky that the guy beating you might mess up one of the stages later on. So it kind of, you just, the name of the game is just like you said, be on point, be as consistent as possible, and just try to get through everything smooth, no mechanicals, no crashes. And you'll probably, if you can put the weekend together just right, you'll probably come out okay. Yep. And, then, and you, if you crash, just keep pedaling. Yeah. You know, get back on your bike, keep going, because there's a good chance that you didn't lose your race just doing yeah. that. that. That's what I like about enduro is it is it is it is more so about a whole composed day. Yeah. It's and it boils down to consistency. Yep. Really and then does. I think, um, and then going to the fitness side of what you're saying, how people like we are into fitness. The reason why we have to focus on our fitness is because we are on a bike anywhere from it can be anywhere from three to five hours. We're actually sitting on a bike, but not only that, we're 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 wearing knee pads. We're we're more padded up than a cross country racer. Um, our bikes are a little heavier, and you're still on the bike for a long time. So you're burning a lot of calories. You're still doing some climbs. So the fitness is huge if you want to keep your body fueled. You know, so that that's yeah. I mean, you can't just expect to win. Um, there's guys out there, the, the people that do put in their 110 percent um, off season. They are going to be obviously better than you um, exactly. going into the next year, but uh, so that's how the fitness sides are different. 
Uh, I don't want to get too off track with that. Let's go ahead and get into my um, New Year's resolution. Personally, I want to kind of better my uh, my schedule. I have to kind of figure out how to um, kind of, I guess, uh, put a, put together a good schedule and stick with it, commit to things, and follow through um, all of the above. I kind of have a hard time with um, committing to things because I never really have like, I never, I just live like by the minute, I would say. <laughs> Dude, yeah. It's hard to live that way and you gotta learn not to because I mean everyone else is on the schedule and you can't be the only one off of it. Awesome. Um, as far as racing, I want to really hit, I want to hit a good cardio level. I think I'm very far from my cardio. As far as strength, I think I'm not too far off where I want to be. I want to just better my cardio so I can, I can actually last with the that's like we were saying ten minute stage, and um, sometimes even longer than that. I think the BME in 2015 or 16, the longest stage was like, I think it was like almost 15 minutes or something, and um, physically, three minutes in, you're just I was pretty much shot and yep. um, cardio is so big and so key. When you lose your, when you can't breathe, you're not thinking straight, line choices are off and line choices are huge. So if you're not taking the right line, you could end up going off the trail and that could be really serious. We, uh, so what are your plans to, um, for your cardio? How are you going to get it up? I'm thinking I, uh, I really need to start running again. I um I started a couple of weeks back and I got sick almost a week into it so that kind of threw me off and I didn't didn't get to really fall through on that. Right now there's another bug going around so I'm kind of iffy on if I want to start running again. <laughs> it's kind of hard you got a you got a big battle to fight. Um and then I also I want to be get I've been talking about doing this for over, over 2 months now. About getting a road bike or a um, cyclocross bike just to throw down some miles. Perfect, man. Put you do some three, maybe like a, do some like solid five minute intervals on it. Oh, yeah. And even just pedal for an hour or so just to get that uh, lactate threshold, you know, up. And awesome. It'd be nice to get a roller for the inside of my place and just sit there and pedal for a couple hours, I think. I think for enduro, I think it would be good on, on a road bike would be like have a watch and then... Um, warm up, maybe ride like two or three miles, kind of warm up, get, get kind of loose. And then on your stopwatch hit like start and for five minutes, just like power down. 110%. And then, and then, uh, once you hit five minutes, stop your watch and then just kind of like do a couple of intervals like that. Yeah. Get chill, kind of go to your next point of your ride or get some water and kind of hang out. And then, uh, and then do another five minutes, maybe do like two or three of those intervals in a ride. Yeah. That would, uh. Well, that's a lot what an enduro is, you know. Oh, too bad. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you got a lot of. It all comes down to really power and, um, man, like if you can. Yeah. If you got your, uh, what would you call that? If you when you're like in that, like that, uh, you were you were talking about the other day when you're putting all you got on the table for, like five minutes or whatever. Um. Oh. Sorry, Dude, I can't think of it. Yeah, sorry. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. 
Like, what do you mean? Like, like from a health standpoint, or like from was I just like health making... standpoint? Health standpoint. Like, um, it's not lactate threshold, but it's uh, mm. I'm trying to think of what it is. I'm just drawing a blank right now. I'm sorry, guys. Aerobic, anaerobic, was anything like that? Was... No. Anyways, it's just basically you got to learn how to put it all you got on the table for this long and learn how to um, manage your body and not blow yourself up. Honestly, I mean, that is lactate threshold. That I mean, I your, guess, yeah. your lactate threshold is only going to grow from you doing intervals like that and pushing it and pushing it and then getting the right, like uh, the different things you eat that day or like 48 hours before you do these workouts you're going to start to dial it in and figure out what works best for you. Exactly. And uh, like, uh, like what I do is I do like mock enduros, like but when I'm healthy, like right now, I don't, people don't know my back's kind of a little messed up right now, but it, it's not that big a deal. But when I'm healthy, I do like mock enduros behind my house where I have stages. And uh, basically that's what I do is I, I, I make these uh, stages up on Strava and I keep the segments private. And Strava is awesome because uh, it tracks your, like on a graph. And so you can kind of see like, um, all the days that you did it faster, you can kind of go like, think of like, what'd you do those days? Like that made you like, why were you actually 30 seconds faster? And I don't know how accurate Strava is, but that's all I It's have. a good guideline. So yeah. I go and do these stages and, uh, dude, some days it's weird. Like some days I'll feel fast and dude, I'm like, I'm like 25, 30 seconds off of my fastest time. And I'm going like, how in the heck dude was I that fast that day? And then You'll go, all right, Strava's obviously messed up or whatever, I don't know. But then you go do it another day and you just feel really good. Blame it on the Strava. Yeah, dude. And, and, and you end up beating that time by like two seconds and you're like, man, it's crazy. So it's real hit and miss. I think you just got to be dialed. Yeah, I got the same thing. Um, at some point in this year, I was, I think I was pretty, I was definitely at the peak of like as fast as I was going. And I go back to these trails later this year, like a couple months or a month ago and I'm like, how in the hell did I get that time? Like, <laughs> I can't even touch that, and I'm blowing myself up. And I think a lot of it has to do with not even trying. Um, not so much not trying, but maybe just not focusing on, like, okay, I got to, like, this is where I was messing up. I got to do better here. No, just go out there and just have fun on your bike, you know. It's probably your best bet. Seriously. And pedal where you can. Yeah. Like, don't, don't, you know. Strava can really throw you off, though, guys. Don't get, don't get too far into exactly, that. Exactly, yeah. The main, main thing I've noticed that helped me is, like, nerves. I like to keep the nerves down. Um, if I just get in the habit of just going, like, you know, three, two, one, go, and then just relax right out of the gate and just stay relaxed the whole time, I think better, I think more clear, I would make less mistakes. Because it sounds retarded, but when I'm doing these little mockenduros, like, out here by myself, behind my house, I get all nervous, man, before I start. <laughs> I'm like, all right, man, here we go. I'm, like, trying to beat my time, but... It just kind of feels like, because when you're racing, you're kind of like that, you know? you got a line of guys behind you, everyone's watching you, there's a timer counting down, and you just got to, like, cancel all that out and just be like, yeah, I'm just going to go ride down this trail, you know? And then maybe, like, once you get into riding, you start getting into that zone, like, maybe you're one minute into the stage and you're really, like, then you're really focused on the front tire, or, like, ahead of the trail, and, and you're really feeling it, then maybe that's the better time to start cranking it up you know mm-hmm. start start up in the tempo but i don't think you always necessarily have to start out 110 percent right out of the gate maybe you can you can start out 90 90 get get into the zone of racing and then once you're like in the zone 
and you're starting to remember the trail really good, then start putting the power down. And then make sure that you're crossing that finish line wide open. With whatever you got left in the tank, yeah. Sorry. Anyways, I think we're getting a little more off track. I know I was going to say, dude, we get crazy. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. We're managing our speech over here. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, I think that pretty much wraps up the New Year's resolutions for me, and I think uh, Tyler and Chris, you you are the same, right? Yeah, and I was just, man, I was looking over at Chris's bike torn down, and <laughs> we're sitting in the Sandstone Cycle shop, and uh, I was just also wanting to give a big shout out to all our 2017 sponsors, and we're excited to work with, I mean, next year, we, we have a few new ones, but I mean, Diamondback's just been amazing with uh, helping us out, and uh also helping our listeners out. We're just so grateful for Diamondback, 7IDP, Royal Racing. Um, 2018, we're going to be working with Crank Brothers a little bit. Um, exactly. Rhino Power. Those PNW guys, components. Yeah. Rhino Power has been amazing. Um, we've, we've talked about them multiple times, but just everyone's been great helping us out in 2017. And we're just so grateful that they've allowed us to get to these races and, and help us achieve our goals while helping others too yeah it really makes it possible for all of us i think that i think that this is a it's not so much a a rich rich man sport but it's definitely you got to be able to have the time to do it yeah um you know have time to do it and then the money is also a factor in transportation because you don't just have to you actually have to travel doing this absolutely man and it's awesome having all you guys around because i wouldn't be I don't know where I'd yeah, be if I didn't be anywhere near. Yeah, it. I think we all kind of hold ourselves accountable. Hold ourselves accountable, you know. Like, yep. hey man, what are you doing this weekend? Yep. Where are you riding? Or like, uh, yeah. I don't. I just think uh, we always keep each other on on point. And uh, yeah, man, I just want to just say again what Tyler said. Thank you to all our sponsors because, dude, it would be a totally different experience without them. And Chris and Towns too. Like, Chris, you, yeah. yeah, you guys are. You I was going to say Chris and Towns, yeah. Yeah, Chris and Towns. <laughs> all narcissistic over here. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad I'm where, where we are right now, boys. Uh, like I said, there's a few things that um, I think that we can all touch up on. And I think that uh, as far as where we're at right now, first year racing. It was a good first year, man. I yeah. can't say that, dude. I can't say that enough. It was... It's a weird, world. I, I, I think it's weird for me saying, like, I had two shoulder surgeries this year. My back's blown out right now, but, <laughs> I, dude, honestly, straight from my heart, it's been it's been such a good year, dude. I can say that. Yeah. Uh, what do they say? You're not a mountain biker unless you broke your collarbone? Yeah. A couple yeah, times, I guess. Yeah. I guess I haven't done that, so I'm not a mountain biker yet. But I, I, it's been no, such an awesome year. <laughs> it's been such an awesome year, man. I, I, I'm grateful that we've grown closer together. Our team's doing better. We're doing better with our sponsors, and we're just doing better learning this thing together. And it's been awesome. Uh, yeah. I think that's it, guys. Um, well, what, what I was going to talk real quick about what you guys, uh, you guys get for Christmas, man. I'm all curious. I haven't heard from any of you guys what you guys got for from Santa Claus. Um. I I bought myself a P and W dropper post. Oh, dude! <laughs> it's a bat. It's the Bachelor 150 mils travel. Um, that's probably one of the most excited about. I uh, I'm excited to get your hand me down dropper. <laughs> <laughs> it works uh, yeah. when it wants to. I mean, sometimes it, it gets out. But this Bachelor's sick though, dude. I like the remote. The um the, the lever. lever is so bad. I know. I'm, I'm excited to see what it looks like on my bike. I have a. 
I have a few things I want to do to my bike, actually, for 2018, but uh, for the most part, I'm excited about that. What about you, Chris? What did you get for Christmas? So, I got, um, my wife bought me um, Always Sunny in Philadelphia DVD set, which Whoa. is cool. Yeah, it's one of my favorite shows, like, binge out and watch <laughs> <laughs> Those guys uh, are so funny, man. Yeah, we don't have cable or Netflix or anything, so we just watch DVDs. But so I'm That's super cool. uh, thank her for that. And uh, let's see, in laws, they got me a lot of stuff, man. My mother in law, she got me some uh, some cool T-shirts and um, some. I think a lot of people just gave me candy and stuff. And, uh, my father in law got me a Yeti. Like a little thing to haul coffee around in, a little thermos, Yeti thermos, I guess. But that was nice. And I'm trying to think what else I got. Man. I gotta be forgetting something. A lot of people just gave us gift cards, money, my dad, and so that was just awesome. But uh, those are always helpful. Yeah. The biggest thing is like the, the what we do, like just the Christmas time. That's why I don't train like in December, or November. I train January, February, and then get back on the bike in March because. Like to enjoy the holidays, um, like me and my wife. I know I think you guys do the same. Or Tyler, uh, we go cut down our own Christmas tree and then biscuits and gravy Christmas morning, and um, so just enjoying all those things, you know, hanging out with the family, watching Athen open his presents for his first time. This is like his first Christmas where he's walking, and he's a. Uh, um, I think he's like a year and a half now, a little over a year and a half. So he's he's at that age where he can. Kind you, of comprehend things. Do you and, tell uh, uh, tell people his age by the months, like everyone else does? Uh, I wouldn't. I'd suck at math. He's like 156 months we, old. <laughs> we actually had the conversation with some neighbors last night. They're like, "Oh, it drives me crazy whenever people are saying their kids are like 300 months old." <laughs> <laughs> it's like they're old. Just yeah. like I just I I could just tell you, Athen turns two May 28th. So whatever that is, I've, I've always I been terrible. I can't break down math like that. So, anyway, it was cool. It was really awesome, man, watching him open his presents. And just, uh, he, he don't care what he has. He just is excited to open the presents. Yeah. Me and Tawny had to keep grabbing him because he would just open one and then take off. Like, he'd, <laughs> he'd open it, and then he'd just be stoked on that gift, and he'd just take off to his room with it or something. Like, hey, we got, got more, man. Uh, That's awesome. Tyler, what, what did you get that uh, was pretty... Chris, Chris played Santa's little helper. What are you talking about, dude? Chris played Santa's little helper. <laughs> I don't know what he's talking and about. I got, I got a pretty rad pair of five uh, ten clipless. <laughs> no, you you weren't. No, <laughs> Santa just knew what you needed. <laughs> what you Santa did? just no, it was for my mom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she said Chris played Santa's little helper. Thanks, thanks for the input, Chris. I'm really pumped on those shoes. Those I've heard nice. you tell me about them several times. Yeah, yeah and I'm like, sick. when your mom asked me like, what should I get Tyler for Christmas? I'm like. He likes five tens, man. He always talks about him. <laughs> yeah, so. I think we just brought that up, like to you, like uh, a week before Christmas, last Sunday. And yeah, uh, yeah we were talking. We were, we're I was trying to hype up. it up, dude. Yeah, yeah. we were hyping up. You're like, oh, I really like those five tens. You're like, oh, why is that? Yeah, <laughs> yep. No, those are. Yep. Was it the right ones, though, man? I don't know. Yeah, no, was it? Those, those are sick. Those are the ones I was looking at in Moab. So, oh, it's so exciting. Yeah. I, what I, color I'm did she get you? Just the black with red, like, like, you. oh, nice. So, yeah, they're so bad. Yeah, I'm really excited on that. And then my wife got me this really cool um hat, it's a hat company called S- Sendero. And uh, I really like that thing, I think it's they're, nice. they're, they're, it's like some two buddies were geologists or something, and they they lived in the Four Corners area for a short while, and then they moved away to Texas more in the flats and stuff. And they realized how much they really like this area. 
And uh, so I got a really cool hat from that company. Pretty neat. Sundero? What's Sundero. it all about? What's it? Why is, why is it? What is it? Is it a sombrero? It's a Sundero. <laughs> it's, it's just a normal hat. Yeah, it's a corduroy. It's a corduroy hat with a patch on it, and it's got some geo formations with mountains. Above so it's it. like it's a it's a regular ball cap. Yeah, but it's corduroy. Yeah, it's just yeah. a corduroy. Ball it's cap. sweet. And the no, company's man. just called Sundero. The, the story behind the, it's awesome. The geologist, one of the guys who started the company, he actually lived in Aztec for a while. No way. And now he's in Texas or somewhere. Oh, that and is he, awesome. I just came across them one day on social media. So advertising works on social media, yeah, guys. Yeah, I'm to follow them. Yeah, they're pretty cool. That's awesome, man. That's about it? I like it. that hat, too. Oh, what, um, I know Towns, but anyway, uh, sorry. We were wanting to throw a new little segment in every podcast about a social media segment. You guys want to go around the horn real quick in just a couple minutes and just tell your favorite what you've seen on social media since our last podcast that stood out to you? Whether it be like yesterday yeah. or the week ago. Mine was that Sendero because that's, that's <laughs> how I got my Christmas present as I came across them on social media. I'm real simple this time. Next nice. time I'll have something more. Um, yeah. For me, I always get pumped on mountain bike and stuff. And I think one guy that's really cool to follow on Instagram and uh, Facebook is Cody Kelly. He's always throwing down some sick... Uh, I just like his style. I think it's out of this world. It was probably like a week ago he threw down one... And he called it like a whippersnapper or something. <laughs> but tire his slider, his, whippersnapper. Yeah, his back tire is just out of this world. And he's over here just on the trail. It looks good, man. I like it. It's so bad. It gets me all pumped up to go ride, you know? Yeah. It's cool to watch those guys ride, too. Now I was stoked to race with them a couple of times this year. Him and Richie Rude, they're both pretty cool dudes. Yeah, I like everyone. Everyone's good on the scene. Yeah, they are. Them guys are another level. It's cool. It's going to be exciting to see... Uh, See you get up there. See one of us get up there one of these days to to riding that at that caliber. We'll be there. We'll be there. It's just time. Yeah. What about you, Chris? I, I got a couple. One of my uh, one of the cool things I seen. I guess since we were talking about Richie Rude, he put a post up, uh, just a picture of his bike, and in the caption he just wrote a lot of rumors going around. Like, so it was funny to read all the comments and people like saying just all these silly stuff. Like team rumors or yeah. Yeah, he wrote a lot of team rumors going around, so I, I just thought that was pretty funny. I was like, I just like, I enjoyed reading the comments, people saying yeah. like all this crazy stuff, like Sam you. Hill on Yeti, and like all, <laughs> just, all this yeah. wild stuff. On. All this wild comments. And Nothing's like, going to change. Probably obviously. not. But I thought that was funny. That stood out to me. And uh, That's what know. Curtis Keene always puts on his Instagram, too. It's always <laughs> writing people, team rumors. Like, but, just likes to get everyone hyped up. I seen a Red Bull video. And this is the thing that, like, really amazed me. Because once in a while you see something that you just go, like, seriously, how? Like, and this guy did a, did a, I can't remember now if it was a backflip or a front flip, But it's on Red Bull's social media. And, I, man, I wish I remembered the name of the rider. But he does, like, a backflip. And in the air they have, like, a log suspended. And he lands on that log with his feet and then jumps off and lands on his bike. I saw that last night. That was sick. And I just go like, I just think to myself, dude, the like, the precision, the precision <laughs> is just ridiculous. Like, yeah. I thought that was like one of the coolest things. There's a, a post actually going around on, on uh, the Instagram and stuff. It's it's not mountain bike related, but there's one, uh, this guy does a, uh, oh, I can't remember the rider, but on BMX he does a front flip out of this bowl. And um, he's trying to go over this fence. It's probably 10 feet high. 
and he lands on the fence. Oh, I saw that, Isn't dude. Isn't that crazy? Like, Looks like he gets stabbed. He he was this close, you know. When I when I first seen that video, and I just see the way his like body compresses, I go, what did I just watch? Did I just watch a guy die? I know. And he could have very easily died. But that was crazy, dude. I mean, he was probably two inches away from getting impaled through the leg. That's full not... commitment, though. Like, it is. And he, he was, he was full so committed. He was short. I mean... He came up way short. Like, I don't know where his timing was. Or <laughs> it was way off. That. It was way off, though. I mean... Did you see that, Ty? No, I'll I, look I think up. I seen it. I think Travis Pastrana reposted it. That's where I saw it. It's just crazy. People People these yeah. days, man, they're, they're pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, one more thing. Uh, Anaheim 1 is going to happen before our next podcast. So who do you guys got winning at? Towns, I know you're not super into motocross, but... I heard Mitch Ropolieto racing Anaheim 1. That was another cool. Uh, Who? Mitch Ropliato. Did you see? Jordan, Jordan sent that to us. He's been he's been training. I think on a, I'm seeing that on the news. mountain bike. No, a moto. No, on, oh, on I Mitch, seen yeah. Mitch Ropliato. Oh, he, where he's on he's that super cross track the section. Yeah, on the dude. That's my jumps on that table. Sick. That's crazy, man. Yeah. Oh yeah, and his caption he put ready for a one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was <laughs> rad. Well, um, I got it. You know. Eli Tomac, man. Go yeah. get it, buddy. Yeah. You're on fire, and uh, he's a local boy, and uh, I'm just, I like watching Eli Tomac. I hope this is his year where he just kind of goes out and puts it all together Dominance. finally. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Eli Tomac, man. I was bummed uh, Trey Kennard retired last year, but mm-hmm. he's a great rider. So. I don't know. Um, one last thing, there's still no snow in uh, Four Corners. I mean, there's a little bit here and there, but we're still being... <laughs> Honestly, it could still go up and ride 10,000 feet, you know? It's insane, dude. And uh, it's really dry around here. I yeah. Keep, I keep telling myself, all right, I got to get one more ride in before it starts snowing. And then this is like five <laughs> weeks later, and I'm still out here saying that, you know? It's crazy. Yeah. Well, we might not need to take a Sedona trip this year. <laughs> no, we probably don't. It's crazy. Might as well go up to high country and ride. Yeah, we'll do hit the. Anyways, guys. Um, if you guys want to get any questions to us or anything, um, you don't have to send us emails or anything. You can just uh, throw it up on a random post on uh, our Instagram page, our personal pages, anything. Just throw it up on our in the comments. Um, hey, da 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 da. I mean, we'll we'll reply on there or anything. Um, I know that sometimes it's hard to sit down and actually throw down an email to anywhere. It's just. Some some people don't get that uh, yeah. drive on one of those, but uh, yeah, just DM us on Instagram. We'll share it on here, or yeah, like you said, just comment on any anything. That'd yeah, be cool. it's uh, it. we are totally open to anything. We don't have the expert advice, but we definitely can yeah. throw in some advice. And thanks to everybody out there, man, families, friends, everybody on social media, anyone that follows us, anyone that encourages us, like. That's just like icing on the top because we're going to do this regardless. We love it. We're in love with it. And for you guys who encourages us, like that just is uh, super, super, uh, we're just really grateful for it, man. Thank you guys for sharing our stuff, for liking our stuff, and uh, we just really appreciate it. 100%. It's awesome. It's a lot of fun. Well, we will see you in 2018. It's a whole year from now. Um, uh, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. It's actually year. two, or it's one day away. One day away, and we'll be in 2018. Tomorrow, man. It's like 13 hours away, 14 hours away. Pretty rowdy. Anyways, guys, we will see you either out in the trails, um, if you see us in town, around, 
wherever you guys see us. We'll say what's up if we uh, see you guys. Um, yeah. Exciting have, stuff. Have a good New Year's. Happy New Year's Eve. And I hope everyone has a good last day of 2017. Exactly. Right on. Happy New Year's, everyone. Thanks, guys. All right. See you guys.